You're listening to Finn Too Deep. To a back to throw, blitz coming, they get to him, oh, he picks off running, and he's in, touchdown Miami! With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddell. Giving you unfiltered, informed, and controversial takes on the Miami Dolphins and the NFL Draft. Here's Reason and Neil. What is good, Finn Nation? What's good, Neil? What is happening with Neil's screen right now? I believe Neil is frozen. That's what it seems happened to Neil. We'll get that fixed up real quick here. Give me one sec, everyone. There you go. He's gone. What's good, Finn Nation? What's good? It's your boy, Reason. And awkwardly, we are back here for another one. I was joined. I should be joined any minute now by the homie Neil Driscoll. We'll wait for that to happen. Um, It looked like he had frozen up. I hope everyone is having a fantastic, fantastic week. It is Thursday. We are literally one day closer um, hold on a sec, guys. We are one step closer to the weekend, and tonight, myself and Neil, when he gets back in here, we are going to preview offense, defense, special teams, unit by unit, everyone remaining on the roster, as well as cap hits heading into free agency. Because next week, as usual, I will have my free agent, top 10 free agent targets and honorable mentions. So I'll give you guys about about 20 names. We'll have some all 22. It'll be a good episode. So this is kind of a primer. That'll be coming out next Friday. Be on the lookout for that. Um, and here we go. So be out on the lookout for that. We got a lot of stuff coming away. So this will guys get you guys started. Um, for that, and then after I drop that video the following week, me and Neil will be talking about uh, free agents and stuff too. But get ready for that. So this is to get you primed for next Friday's video. Welcome back, bro. How you doing? Good, man. Sorry, a little technical difficulties, but uh, Cloud Nine, man, the Zach Thomas thing. I, I, I think I was texting you uh, full cups of whiskey uh, when when that was officially announced. But I got nervous there because it, it, it they announced it pretty late in the thing, and I didn't look at Twitter because I wanted to get like a natural reaction from it. You know what I mean? So I, I like, but when I saw Jimmy Johnson out there and that video, right. When he goes to Zach Thomas's house and his voice is all crackling, man. Whew. I was like watching Bambi when I was six years old. Uh, you know, it was one of those things, man, but it was awesome to see Zach get in. I mean, we're right around the corner from, you know, everyone having to make their franchise tags official in the, what the next 10 days, uh, and you know, the dolphins are already linked to a lot of players, a lot of news surrounding them, uh, free agency. And, you know, the dolphins have become one of the most interesting teams to in free agency in football over the last three to five years. So I, you know, we, you know, we'll talk about what we think is going to happen, but the reality with the dolphins is expect the unexpected, right? Tyree kill came out of nowhere. Um, I wouldn't, well, we knew they were in the market for, uh, uh, he came out of nowhere, but we knew they were in the market for a wide receiver to pair with Waddle. We just didn't expect they're going to go out and get the best in the league. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and, and you might refresh, refresh my memory. I forget who it was. 
there was somebody that was like a prime target for the Dolphins, and I'm drawing a blank. And I and we all were like settling, like, oh, he's going to be great here. But then you go out and get Tyree Hill, and it's just like knocks the doors. Are you down. talking about Debo? Was it? No, it wasn't Debo. It was before that. It was before the Debo rumors. I forget who it was. I I just remember being like, okay, that guy's a pretty good number two. But now we get. Tyree no, Debo. do you remember the? Do you remember the free agency where me and you were hearing rumblings that they were checking in consistently on Kenny Galladay? Yeah, oh, dude, thank, for sure. Thank God they did not pay that guy, eh? Woo wee! It's not like we did, but we didn't do much better with Will Fuller, except we didn't get some big contract. You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, you know, <laughs> Neil, let me ask you this and be unbiased here. Am I allowed to take a victory lap on the Will Fuller thing? Because I called the retirement. How long? Remember? You, you, you People did. were like, "You're crazy! You're crazy! You're not retiring!" Like nine months later, guys retired, bro. Right? You know what I mean? He, it's crazy. I mean, I yeah, because I was excited. I like, I'll be honest. I was excited when that happened, but nothing was like getting Tyree Kill. Nothing. Oh, you know what? It was probably Amari Cooper. I think that's who it was. And Barry said Terry McLaurin. Yeah, he said Amari. John, everyone's saying um, Amari. I think it was Amari. Yeah, I think it I think was too. And, and, and I was not. Cool I was not down. For, I don't remember. I was not down for that. I was all in on Debo. But you know Shanahan was playing his games and blocking. Well, now he's Mr. Forty Nine er, you know. Like now he yeah, went yeah. from the place to now he's Mr. Well, it's because when we got Tyreek, it was a wrap. I mean, look, when, I we, when they were going to play ball, like you know, from what we and you understood that in the package, that's when the original, like they tried to move Byron Jones in that package. <laughs> like right. he, uh, he, I've heard he was a part of that package and stuff. And man, I mean, like they weren't biting on it, and. Yeah, I'm not trading Tyreek for any receiver in this league, no, man. And, and no, maybe that's biased. No. I think what he can do, though, like that that play against the Chargers when the ball. The only out. guy you can have the conversation for is Justin Jefferson, and the yeah. only reason I have that conversation still is because Jeff Jefferson's younger. That's the only reason I have the conversation, bro. Is well, you because know what? Jefferson's got he's younger, right? That's the only reason why. Couldn't, couldn't we have had him instead of Austin Jackson, bro? <laughs> listen, can you believe that? We were right. one pick away from either CD falling in our lap, which I think they would have just ran to the podium for because I of think they how were. touted he was. I think or they were. we should have taken – dude, dude, I'll never forget because remember at, the, at that time, Sirianni hadn't been hired yet, so the Eagles were my second favorite team at the time. Because everyone knows the story. I was a huge McNabb guy, right? And I was a huge Brian Dawkins. Doc, Brian Dawkins. Dawkins Listen, I know Ed Reed's is I know Ed Reed is the best of my lifetime to play the position, but Brian Dawkins was my favorite to play the position in my and lifetime. And maybe one of the best leaders of all time. Yeah, exactly, bro. And bro, just think of it. I played quarterback. You know how intimidating it would be seeing that guy roaming the old. Remember, he had the dark visor, bro. Low Dude. to center gravity, bro. He would kill people over the middle. Man, oh, like I would want inch pythons. He had, dude. He looked mean as shit. Like he, was yeah, a- bro. I would not want a piece of Brian no, Dawkins, way. man. But anyways, Great I remember I was live on uh, when we used to do the Tuesday night panel on TD and stuff before I started the channel. I was live on there for that draft, and the Eagles were up. And, bro, I like Jalen Rieger, but I thought out of that whole LSU court, Justin Jefferson was the best out of all of them. Yeah, so, I like him bro, too. I'm literally on, on record. I'm like, okay, Eagles. I literally, Eagles are taking Justin Jefferson. And they took Jalen Rieger. I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now, right. bro? And I, and I didn't even think Justin Jefferson would turn into what he's become. Justin he's Jefferson awesome. is Moss and Moss, bro. Yeah. He's 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 a beast, man. I mean, he I just 
that one catch against Buffalo was what really made me believe. I I, I knew he was a really good. I just man, Justin Jefferson is great. Totally different player than Tyreek though, and for our yeah. offense with Tua, Tyreek's I love Tyreek. Yeah, yeah, I, I just love him. But you know, it's kind of like a one A one B situation. You can't go wrong. But I think those two guys are head and shoulders. Like even though Cooper Cup's a great player. Uh, you like know, Stephon Diggs is not in their league. Like I'm just sorry. I don't think bro. so either. And I'm a Maryland guy, and Stephon Diggs is one of my favorite players in the league. But he's not. He's not on the same level as those guys. It's and he, and he's a great football player. Um, maybe some dissension there, by the way, with his brother. I know. Eh? Yeah. I think the only one that can get in their tier is Devonte right now. I think he's I think the only he's one close. good enough. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You know, sure. I think he's the only one with the right quarterback he can elevate into that tier, bro. Like, that's the only one I think, at least. That's my opinion. Let Waddle find some consistent hands. And oh, hey. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I, Waddle's already top 10. I don't care what anyone tries to tell me, man. That's oh, he de- he's definitely top 10. I, and I'm I a, I'm a, I'll go great. even on record. Even with his issues with his hands, I'd still take him over Jamar Chase seven days mm-hmm. a week on twice on Sunday, bro. I'm sorry. Me, me too. And, and that the play against Buffalo, the play against the Green Bay, because he's probably one of three guys that make those touchdowns. Like, I rewatched that Green pl- Green Bay play today, and Adrian Amos, who's a good safety, who I wouldn't Amazing mind also taking a sniff at. Uh, for those who don't know, he played at the same high school as me, and my buddies coach him and talk about, you know, talk about how great of a worker he is. And then he went up the street to Penn State, um, and, and my wife went to Penn State, so we watched a lot of Penn State ball here. Uh, he'd be a great addition. But Adrian, he's a good athlete. Yeah, he was even. He's with, an underrated he, guy, bro. He's very underrated. I think. Well, he was even with Waddle for a second, but then Waddle just—I mean, it was amazing. Burners, and, baby. He's got it, gears. That's the difference between Waddle and Tyreek and all these cats. They've got gears, man. Like right. we're not talking like one and two gears. They got like a third gear. The burst. You know what is I mean? Incredible. It's uncovered. Yeah. It's unstoppable. That's why. Like the thing is, heading into last season, we heard the Mike McDaniel say we were going to yak teams to, to death, right? What, what it, it, we saw it come to fruition last year, and there's even more room for improvement. I think if they focus on some yeah, of the my tor- apologies, I showed a chart yesterday between yak and separation, and I read it wrong. I flipped them by accident. What I meant to say was we were what we were, I think, second lowest in yak behind um, the uh, behind what's it called behind the bills, and then we were bottom half in the league in separation wow yeah it's interesting but no i mean hey who knows man i i do think that the dolphins are always poised to add a big name talent um to this team and i it wouldn't shock me if they did it again this year and whether you we like to admit it or not the miami dolphins is officially a destination where players want to be and it's not just because of the sunshine and no state taxes it's because they're a damn good football team with a damn good coaching staff. And, you know, I'm already excited for Monday night or Monday uh, morning at 11 a.m. to see the Vic Fangio presser, man. Uh, I think it's going to be must watch TV. Yeah. But I mean, think about that all that speed, and we still end up in bottom half in separation and bottom two in yak. Right. Yeah. And the one thing that, that gets me just nervous when you look at the receivers just a little bit is the little knickknack injuries, right? Like, you, you know, Waddle and Hill both battled ankles, and, you know, and, and it just scares me sometimes that I hope, you know, and knock on wood that it never becomes something bigger because as dynamic as those two are together, 
I don't think we, even though Trent Sherfield started the season like gangbusters, when you look at the last half of the season, like I don't know if we had a guy that I would outline to say he's locked in himself as the third wide receiver going forward. Um, I, I want to see Eric. He was Craig a common... Craft showed flashes. Sherfield showed flashes. Had, had a big catch. Yeah, he had a big catch in the playoffs. I'll give him that. And Cedric you know? started to find his legs on special teams a little bit by the end there. Yeah, I would hope that if we keep him on the roster, he secures that spot. Dude, you think of what we can get with that money. I that guy makes know. more than Jalen Waddle right now, and Jalen Waddle was the number six overall pick. Think you think that. someone would trade a pick for him, though? You think someone, like a late-round pick? Bro, dude, I've heard the Cowboys could be interested in either Byron Jones or bringing Cedric back. Take them both. Have them. You, you, that would save us $20 million in cap space. <laughs> I think you'd only get one of them, though, offload. I think the one they'd take back, though, is Byron. Yeah, because they need them. They'd pair him with uh, Diggs. Yep, they need him. He can go. I mean, knock yourself out, bro. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know what? And, and I know we're not going to get, you know, we'd be lucky if we get a bag of footballs at this stage for that guy. But because the problem, there's multiple issues with him. Like, it's not just his value. It's the fact he has no guaranteed money. And wherever he wants, he's going to want guaranteed money. So the team's going to have to trade a pick. And they're going to have to pay him some guaranteed money. So coming off of it's a double dip. No tape yeah. You know, yeah. So he hurt himself, you know, kind of by not getting out there. Um, but it is what it is. I, you know, I think, you know, thank you for your, your one year of service. Can I ask Ron you this? <laughs> Would you trade Byron in a third for Tony Pollard? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I love Tony Pollard. I don't think. Uh, I, did you see what the deal is today? That if Zeke ain't restructuring, they're cutting his ass. Yeah. Well, I knew that's going to happen. They, they like Pollard outplayed him significantly. Yeah, but his agent's like, we're going to go at the combine. We're going to check his value and sniff around. Like, well, are, what do you think? You really think a team's going to pay that guy twelve to fourteen million? Are they crazy? No, the guy. The guy. I, I have a clear cut running back that I want now. Um, I I would want Josh Jacobs. I, I would love to see him here. Yeah, I think he's young. I know he's, if he gets if he gets free, we're an option, but he, yeah, I don't he think would. he's going to get free because now I'm hearing rumblings that they're going to fucking tag him, which shocks me because McDaniel's doesn't spend money on a running back, and was he really just putting the kids? McDaniel's didn't. It didn't seem like he's putting putting Josh Jacobs' foot to the flames. It felt like he really just didn't want him there. He got rid of Carr. He got rid of him. You know they what drafted Samir White, right? I think they're trying to make that place as attractive as they can for Aaron Rodgers. That's what I personally think. I think I well, think Josh, if, you're, if you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, then you got to keep Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller and Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. I mean, that's attractive for an Aaron Rodgers. Where like you know, a lot of people will talk the Jets up. The Jets have a good defense, but like, listen, Garrett Wilson, can I tell you, listen, because you know what, like dog, bro. This is what I keep telling people about, and this is what I keep telling people about Lamar and you know this and people got to look at Aaron Rodgers the same way. What people need to start realizing is players don't want to deal with that media. No. You don't like, you know, Baltimore is already a, a crazed football town. Green Bay is a crazed football town, but they're not massive media outlets. Do you really think these mo these guys want to really go 
and play in New York, bro. Like, no, people, I, it's not the like, I don't think people need to realize it's not like the Rangers. Any like people for some reason people want to go play for the Rangers. I never understood that, but it's not like it's the Rangers, right? Where it's a quiet, where it's a hockey market and it's a little bustling, but it's, but we're talking about like the jets, bro. Like that is one of the most hardest, you know, critical, unfairly critical mark. Cause like, look at how many guys do you people watch on FS one or, or ESPN Neil that are jets fans. Isn't that greeny guy, a jets fan. Mike Greenberg, yep. Yeah, like our, uh, like a lot of these, a lot of these people, like these these big sports outlets are stationed out in New York too. Like, I don't yeah, know, I, man. You see, that's one reason why a lot either. of players don't. That's a lot of reason why the players people don't want to go to the Knicks, right? Yeah, I don't think the Jets get either of those two big names. I, I I think that they're gonna have to get aggressive to get there. I think they're Carter. gonna get Ryan Tannehill. I saw that 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 there was a lot of interest there, which just. And like I'm not gonna crap on Ryan Tannehill. I actually don't think he's too far off of a Derek Carr. Where I have Derek Carr probably as my 12th best quarterback in the league, and Ryan Tannehill is probably my 16, 17. So there's a gap, but it's not astronomical. I think when the dust settles, what would happen is Aaron Rodgers will be in in Las Vegas. I think it's just if you think about their team, McDaniel's needs a quarterback that can win now. They have that new stadium. They got to sell tickets. Yeah. Uh, they have a good offense. And I, I truly believe that Lamar Jackson, if traded, will be an Atlanta Falcon. The tag's going to happen. The exclusive franchise. They got they they hired an offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin from Georgia. Um, you know, I I think it's like a C plus hire if you ask me personally. But I know for sure that when they hired him, they told him there was no certainty that Lamar Jackson was going to be the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, which tells me that Lamar is not budging off a fully guaranteed contract. And they want to move him out of the AFC. And there's a lot of smoke around the Atlanta Falcons. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens because I think at worst they get three first-round picks. But I think that they're angling for three first-round picks and a player. And, and if that happens, the player I think could get moved is cornerback A.J. Terrell. The Ravens have a quarterback, cornerback need opposite of Marlon Humphrey. And if you remember, the Falcons were within – inches of winning the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes when the Browns came in and gave fully guaranteed money. So yeah. they were right there when that happened. So I think that's how those things shake out. I do think Derek Carr is going to end up in New Orleans because that's the only team he's really talked to. And he forced a release right after that visit, which tells me that that visit went well. You've already seen the Saints try to shed. And he's cap- trying to, yeah, he's trying to structure it so it can help the team and make but it work. It's going to be like I, we always talk about this, how you can restructure, restructure, restructure. The Saints did all of that last year. So they're in like legitimate cap hell. So what they're going to have to do with him is get him a deal where he takes majority of his year one in a bonus and have a low cap hit. But that GM's got his work cut out for him to make that affordable. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, man, like Jimmy Garoppolo might have to find himself a backup role again. I, I You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know the team that's going to let – unless. One team I could see be interested in him is um, if they can't work out Daniel Jones's contract, potentially the Giants. Mm. They'll work. I think they're going to work him and Saquon out. Knight wants to know Brian and a third for Dalvin Cook. Is he done? Absolutely. I, I will. I, I. It's a 19-hour drive for me. I will go pick up Byron Jones at his house. 
I'll pick up Chris Greer, and he can write third-round pick on a post-it card, and I'll drive to Minnesota and drop his ass off. And then I'll say, hey, young Dalvin, come on in. I will, I will drive for 60 hours straight if that's what it takes. And I'll fly and meet you in mini, and I'll drive down the way back because I'm not sitting in the car with Byron Jones. Good luck. Oh, yeah. He'll, yeah. Because I'm just going to sit there and rip on the guy for the whole drive, bro. But Dalvin, look, I mean, like, this is – so. You know my theory on running backs. I don't ever want to pay second contracts to running backs. No. Yeah. But there's there's always an asterisk next to anything that you say because Josh they're Jacobs, special talent. They're yeah. special players. Like, and what I think they would do to this offense as a whole when you have that running dimension. Because look, I love I, it. that I next like level him. we're looking to reach. Yeah, I like Raheem Mostert. I think he's a great number two running back. I will say this: I don't think any team's afraid of Raheem, Raheem Mostert. But I'll tell you what: they're afraid. They're afraid of Dalvin Cook. I'm afraid of Dalvin Cook. I hate playing that dude. But no, it'll be interesting, man. I'm excited, but you know, we got, you know, I think what we're doing today, you know, taking a taking a kind of a bird's eye view of the Miami Dolphins, you know, roster and seeing we'll like, do that. Well, well, before we hop into that though, let's let, let's talk about this because people have been wondering this. Uh, a couple of us were expecting the Dolphins to wait on Fanchel and bring the Rolodex in. Doesn't look like that's the like that's quite the case neil hal habib he tweeted out um just yesterday league source confirms that vic fangio assigned to be defensive coordinator of the dolphins special teams coordinator danny crossman is on track to return in 2023 tell me i'm i'm i, I don't I'm, like it I, Tell me I'm cross-eyed and I'm dyslexic and I'm reading this wrong. I don't know. Right. Tell me something. I, uh, I guess we can't make every move a good move, but they, I, it makes no sense to me. The Miami Dolphins had the worst special You know what it feels like? Can I to be honest with you? Sorry, I had to say this before you get it out because I want to hear your thoughts on this. feels like Greer and Garfinkel still meddling a little bit, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't understand the Danny Crossman connection that well, but I will say this. He has nothing to McDaniel. Where's, where's, uh, we'll try. Yeah. And it was his performance. If Boyer got canned, Crossman should have been in the front seat of the Uber out of town. Right. I, and, and there's better options out there. Um, I, I don't get it. I, look, if you think about it, the only thing on our special teams that was a bright spot was Thomas Morstead. Uh, he, he had a great season as our punter. Like, I know Jason Sanders hit some big kicks at the end of the year, but, man, he was inconsistent all year. He put us behind. I, I would say that he lost us a game in totality of his performance last year. Um, we never could get anything going in the return game. And to be honest, I think we were dead last in the NFL in coverage. Like, I don't get why he's coming back. Um, and, and I think for a team like the Miami Dolphins that are a young team, that every phase matters. You have an ascending offense, top five in the league. You're going to have a defense that's going to make the biggest jump in the league this year. And I would hate for this team to be hamstrung at all by their special teams. But one thing I, I will say is, it looks like Rex Ryan has a real shot at getting the Denver job. And we joked about Rex Ryan as a candidate a few weeks back. Good good football coach, but that might ultimately land Sean Desai as part of Fangio's staff, right? Which would be very, very awesome to have because to, Bro, to I'm me – that happens just so I can get another one right. Well, that would be awesome because then you have your defensive coordinator in training under Vic Fangio. And Ed Donatel's – you know Ed Donatel's coming in because that's why they were looking at Tom. His like, son, yeah. Why do you I think mean, they're – that's such a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. 
But I do think this is the reason. I think they have to make one all-season priority, and you don't spend a high resource on it. But you have to find somebody that can help this team in the return game. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, a guy who's a late-round receiver with speed that can help as a kick returner or punt returner, you need one of those guys. Like, I'll say this. He wore out his welcome here, and he had a toward ACL this year. But for very, very cheap on a one-year deal, I wouldn't be hating Jakeem Grant to come back. <laughs> I no. knock you out of your chair. No, look at everything went everything went blurry. I got knocked out so hard. But he, I know he dropped that ninety-yard touchdown that Tua threw right in his pocket. But he is a good return man. But I, I joke because he's going to cost money. But you need to go find a guy like that that can help you in the return game and. You know, there's always those guys late in the draft. Um, I don't like start like last year. Raheem Moser was our starting running back. I don't like him returning kicks. The risk isn't worth the reward. If you're not, if you're going to let a guy who's a starter return kicks, Jalen Waddle probably would be the best return man in the NFL. <laughs> Why know? they should have they should have turned? This is what I was saying. Why didn't they turn a guy like Braylon Sanders into that with that four four speed? If you weren't going to use him as a receiver anyways, they should have just developed someone into return. Like, what do we have this week this year? We got. Uh, a second, two thirds. Um, we got a, a, a what? sixth and a seventh. We don't have we a don't fifth. Have, no, we don't have it. We traded it to Chicago. So the um, sixth is you got to find your guy in the sixth. Then you know or what? The I was seventh. Thinking, reason I'm thinking about it out loud because Baltimore is going to revamp their wide receiver core this year, and they have a guy who's a back to back Pro Bowl returner in Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to let him go. I, dude, I he's. I think they would potentially let him go, bro. Um, he was sitting right there for us in, late in that draft oh, too, I, I, and I was so bitter we did not get him because I loved him coming. He came out of Texas, right? Yep, yep, yeah, Number yeah. 11. I loved him. I loved him coming out of Texas, bro. And so was um, the other guy who was sitting there too. Was the dude the kid that I loved out of Minnesota that year, Tyler Johnson in Tampa? Well, here here's a trade I'll throw out there that I think would happen because. Devin Duvernay yeah. is a stud returner, bud. Stud. Well, we 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 could free eleven point six million dollars if we traded Emmanuel Agba before Agba resigned with Miami. So what? Who is taking that on, bro? Well, before he resigned with Miami, Baltimore had a higher oh. offer for him. I don't know if anything's changed coming off the injury, but Agba's a really good fit for their defense. Uh, he plays that, you know. I thought you said Noe Venogany. I don't know. No, why. no, 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 no. Did I? I, I might have said. No, it. no, 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 um, no. You said Ogba. Oh. I just, I, I misheard. That's all. No, I, I was thinking. That's why you, I said, who would trade for that? Now you're talking about Ogba. Then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you do something like Ogba in a six to get Devin Duvernay because I think that would be your return man and your best option as a number three receiver. It's not always about making the splash, right? It's about finding talented players, right I, fit, right fit. Um, and Duvernay had his his moments in Baltimore. Um, he did have a season end an injury, which I have no idea the status of because I don't I don't follow the Ravens like that. But yeah. it'll be it'd be interesting to see. I mean, but you know, at the end of the day, we can't have a guy who's our starting running back returning kicks and mean every single time he catches the ball. I, I like I it was awful. You ready? But, you want to do? Let's get into this. Uh, we'll go in the uh, unit by unit offensive. Yeah, defensive and special teams 
review. And then we got a couple other things we're going to get into. We got um, a couple articles coming out from PFF and CBS talking about the same potential cut candidate for the Miami Dolphins. On top of that, the NF- NFL.com put out their quarterback rankings. So much. Tua, Tua made not only the top 10, but on the cusp of the top five, my friend. And then we're going to take that boy, Neil, right down memory lane to last week over Zach Thomas. And he had some interesting things that he divulged about how Belichick tried to lure him to New England, but us, the fans, made him say, no, I'm not doing that. But let's start off with um, this, Neil, and we'll start off on offense, all right? Now, these numbers I use spot track. So there's only like, you know, a little bit of a discrepancy between spot track and – and uh, over the cap, right? But it doesn't really matter. You can basically use the same things if you want. Anyways, so let's start off offensively. Quarterback position. Right now, under contract, and these are just players under contract. Right now, we have Tua and Skyler under contract. Total cap hit of $10.523 million at that position, which, Neil... Compared to everywhere else, yeah. I mean, I mean, you run to get that fifth option done now. I mean, I like the people that say you don't do it. Twenty-three million dollars for Tua Tagovailoa when Jalen Hurts is about to get fifty million dollars. I, you know, look, I Hurts had Hurts had a good season. You know, it is what it is. I take Tua over him. I if you could get Tua for an extra year at twenty-three million dollars, this shouldn't even be a debate at this point. It should be done. I, yeah. Give him that fifth year option. Yeah. I agree 110%. Um, now, at running back, because I don't quite know what Lovett's situation is. Is Lovett under contract? I think he is. Um, I think he is because I saw him on the uh, – I, I used I Because Spot Track did not account for him, but Over the Cap did account for him. And, and and it's another weird thing is that they had Eric Fisher as an offensive tackle there, and I think that – and I might be wrong with this – but I think that because he didn't play this year, that the contract the Dolphins it's gave pushed. him pushed the next year. So I think Eric Fisher is because I got the- Fisher on this, but I do not have Ingold on this because they did put Fisher on that. You mean Love It? You don't have Love It on this? Yeah, I don't have Love It. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, well, that's just that's pretty impressive. That like because low key, you know, look, Eric Fisher's a walking injury, but like that was I, I that was something I looked at today and I was shocked. But yeah, I mean, look at that, look at that running back list though. Alec Ingold, Love Him, Warrior. That's it. We, have, we, need, <laughs> we need three running backs, so we're definitely going to draft one at some point. We're definitely going to sign some free agent. If it's if it's not if we draft one high, right? We're not going to go out probably and spend big, but like yeah. maybe a guy like Alexander Madison from Minnesota is a guy that you could get on the deal. I, I think one of Wilson and Mostert will be back. I don't know who. I think I would go to Mostert. He talked like he's coming back. He he's did. Back. He was talking like he was coming to come back. I think you want my opinion? Yep. They're going to run it back with Mostert and Ahmed, and they're either going to draft a guy or sign a guy and add him to the room. Right. I think so, too. I, I, I like Jeffrey Wilson. I thought he was a good acquisition last year. But, I, you know, I, I think that they have to improve the position. As, as, and back look, to his option right now. The reason why I'm saying to his option is you look at Burrow and all these guys are about to sign extensions oh for 50-plus million. So his, his hit this year in the 50 year would be 23.2 million. You pick that up. 
Right. Well, and, and what you have up there for the quarterback room is how I actually believe that we're going to go into the trade. I mean, we'll add a name, um, but I actually think Skylar Thompson is going to go into the season as the backup because I, I'm kind of in Rich Eisen's line of thinking where if, if by any chance, unfortunately, Tua did go down, I think they're going to look locally to Tom Brady to be the name. I, I really believe that. I think because of that. Or you just tank the rest of the season out, get your best draft pick and mortgage everything to go get a guy like Caleb Williams, baby. Yeah, right. Or Drake May. Or, or you know, so, yeah, I, I think that they're yeah. going to go into that. Because, like, you know, you and I, you know, I think we both realize that Skyler has potential to be a backup. We want to see more out of him. Yeah. But I, I think the Dolphins are higher. And you ain't going to be able to slide him onto the practice squad as a three. Right. I think they're high. I think Miami is high on Skyler Thompson, and I think that playoff game, they should be. He has a lot of traits, right? But he's a developmental project. Like, there's a reason why he was a seventh round pick. People need to relax, right? So I, I like, I, I've kind of given up because I was. But you said at the name, eh? I, honestly, man, if we went to the draft and we didn't get Caleb, because there's no way. Give me, because you know I, I have an affinity since Sammy boy. I like my UNC quarterbacks. Oh, Drake May is a Drake stunt. May is that guy, bro. He is. There's, stunt, there's like three man. or four other guys. Next year's quarterback class. Is it's really good. Yeah, bro. Insane. Dude. Yeah. Insane. I mean, you have guys that have insane traits, game changers. Uh, it's Deion Sun. Deion Sun in Colorado is going to be a guy that I think is going to skyrocket up the board. I mean, just there's doesn't, a lot. Of uh, doesn't Deion's kid come out too? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, from Colorado. Yeah. He's. He's a stud, man. I yeah, mean, he's Quinn a- Ewers. We're gonna. I don't know if that guy's ever gonna turn into what everyone thought he was gonna be, though. Yeah, he's just got to. Some of these quarterbacks gotta, you know, stay at stay at pat. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them bounce around a little too much for my liking. But like Jaden, my boy Jaden Daniels, he looked like he was gonna be a stud early on at Arizona, but he never put on the weight and never properly developed. Yeah, he is a skinny little dude, isn't he? Yeah, he never put on the weight. Isn't um. Isn't uh what's his face uh isn't Heward's kid in that class too? Who who is it? You remember the quarterback used to be the Dolphin uh quarterback Heward? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, it I, is a good quarterback class. Caleb Williams, Drake May. Well, there's going to be KJ Jefferson, Marcus Paul, yeah. there's Spencer yeah. Rattler who who started yeah. to yeah, that attitude, bro? That attitude. Well, bro. he does, and he's and, and I, I don't want him. I'm just saying he's started to play with Penix. Patrick. Will be coming out. Yeah, Michael yeah. Penix. Uh, you know, he. There, I mean, it's a really good list. You're right. It, uh, from Washington, Damon Heward's son is coming out. Yeah, um, Jackson Dart is a guy from uh, Mississippi that like DJU. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys. I mean, it's going to be a really good quarterback class. I mean, I think there's. Three quarterbacks, oh, right? And look at what he's turned into since he went to Oregon. I don't know. Well, there's three guys that I would take over anyone in this year's class. That's Caleb Williams, Drake May, and I think I'm saying this right, Shador Sanders. Yeah, those I would three. take all three of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take them uh, all. Uh, mm, the only one I would take Caleb Williams over everyone, and the only one that I would compete with is, and you know how I feel about the kid is, I just believe in the trades Eleven. as well. Yeah. yeah. So. Man, that Tyler Van Dyke hype died real quick, though, huh? Yeah, anyway, I, 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 I saw Mox that had him in like number five overall at one point. Oh my god! Uh, all right, so we spent under four million because we only got one under contract. Wide receiver, though, we got Hill, Waddle, Wilson, Isakama, Tanner, Connor, Braylon Sanders still under contracts. That's six, and they're at about a 
$49.63 million hit. Let's well, be honest. After the first two, the talent drop-off is quite fast. Um, well, you know, honestly, though, look, look, that's the strength of this football team is that receiver core. And you, you got to pick your poison. And I, I still believe that that's the best receiving tandem in football. So uh, it's expensive. I, I agree. It's expensive, but man, I would have it no other way. I think but, the combo. But but of, but most of the hit is who? It's thirty-one Tyreke. million is Tyreek, right? Thirty-one point four five million of that is Tyreek. But you know what, dude? Honestly, and I'll say this, and it sounds crazy. He's worth every dollar. He showed it. I mean, like that's the thing. Yeah, is like I, I, when we saw that contract. Like I'll be honest, the the excitement. Buddy, he was a few it. drops away from having a perfect season. He catches that ball in the end zone against the Bills, or the one he lost, and we win that game. Yeah, the or the one like, but if he catches that one in Buffalo against the Bills, Neil with two out there, we win that game, bro. Yeah, it's all right though. I I, I think this is actually a close to a complete unit because I think Isakama is going to get his chance, and I think I they're going to probably bring back Trent Sherfield, and Trent Sherfield's only probably going to cost you two yeah. million dollars. Yeah. It, it won't be a lot. So, and, and can we and talk I about Isakama it, for a sec though before before you get on to the other guys here? Because I want your opinion on this. Because I don't think anyone on the channel has heard your opinion on this. My whole thing with Isakam is because people have been panicking, and I know you see it, Neil. Yeah. Don't you trust Wes Welker? He went to Texas Tech. He knows how underdeveloped these kids are in terms of their route tree coming out. Don't you just trust that he, if anyone knows when Isakam is ready or, or, or ready for the responsibility or the role, don't you think Wes Welker would be the one who knows best, Neil? Right. Well, look, you when you have a receiving core and you add Tyreek Hill and you already had Jalen Waddle, and look, you paid handsomely for a guy like Cedric Wilson, and Trent Sherfield and River Craycraft showed to really know the system, they have familiarity, and they played well here. Unfortunately, your 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 fourth round wide receiver honestly just doesn't matter at that point. And it was yeah. it's a smart move to take a step back and develop them proper. Like Hey, I hate to say this. We didn't need Eric Uzakama last year. I think he could have helped in the red zone, but we didn't need him. And, and I think, I think he's a guy that you know, look. He had a great preseason, and and that's okay. Like that doesn't that doesn't translate automatically to the NFL. But it was really good for him to get that under his belt. And I, I think you know, if you see that again from him this year, then you're going to start seeing him get that opportunity as you know a third, fourth receiver on this football team. But like. It's not like you drafted a receiver and, you know, this is what the Dolphins used to do and throw out guys like Isaiah Ford and stuff like that. When you have the best wide receiver core in the league, guys like Eric Zakama have trouble finding their spot. That's just, mm. that's my bother. Like, it doesn't make him a bad player. It doesn't make him, you know, a bust because he didn't do anything in year one. He was a fourth round wide receiver. And if you look at last year's fourth round in the NFL draft, you probably find out of um, 32 picks, five to six starters. Like not everyone starts. And you really find your starters in round one, two, and then it bleeds over to round three. Yeah. Round four, you're looking for depth. You know, yeah. you might you might find a starter. You might find a good running back there. But, you know, it, you can't – every pick, you know, isn't going to be Tom Brady in 2000. You know, it's just not going to work yeah, exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys, 375 of you in the room. Smash that like button, subscribe if you're new. A tight end, um, Derm Smythe, Seathan Carter, Hunter Long, $7.925 million. You got Gusecki is going to be hitting the free agency, probably looking for about 
you know, he's going to be looking for over $10 million Dude, I heard he's going to get top five tight end money in football. That's crazy. That is <laughs> unbelievable. Good luck to whoever pays him that and expects a massive return. Enjoy it. Um, right right mm-hmm. now, I, I and this is why you see a lot of people wanting to add a tight end in a mock draft or whatever the case may be. You know what I hate? If Hunter Long was the right guy or further along in his development, we don't need I anything. Would be, I would be comfortable with this room. But because Hunter Long is still looks like he hasn't made any strides, Seathan Carter is legitimately, let's be real with ourselves, a cut candidate. Oh, he's gone. Gonna add, yeah, they're going to have to add to this somehow, some way. What are your thoughts in the total cap it? Because the total cap it would be perfect for that unit. But what, what are your thoughts on the tight end group? Like, because I mean, there's some, you know, I mean, we can talk about it. Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave. Like, you know, there's all these kids out there. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Michael Mayer because we're not going to get him. Yeah, no, no. But there's all these options out there in the draft. What are, what are your thoughts on the tight end position in the room? Because, like I said, man, if Hunter Long was the right pick and, and properly developed right now, we'd be good right now, Neil. Seaton Carter is definitely going to be cut. Um, yeah. Hunter Long, I, I I am shocked by his lack of development, but I can't count on him more than a number three at this point. And, um, you know, he has some. He, he was on the field. He didn't get a lot of passes thrown his way. But man, a lot of people thought that was a home run pick for the Dolphins where they took him, and it's just not translating it. So I, I'm very concerned about his development. Neil, and- we were just trying to cover our pain for them not taking Quinn Miners. Right. Durham Smythe, I think, is a really good number two tight end. and I agree. I think, I think he'll be back here. But I, I in the draft, if, if we look at round two, the guy who I love is Luke Musgrave. I think he is a day one starter that becomes a bona fide rookie of the year candidate in this but, offense. Do you want to spend a high pick on a tight end? Because I don't. No, and, and I don't think that – and because I, I think it, it takes the longest time to develop is the position that takes the most development. But a guy that I would like in round four because we talked – or uh, round three because we don't have a round four, maybe we trade back, maybe we trade back in, is Sam Laporta from Iowa. I, I like him, but I don't think he's a number one yet. A guy that I think has been linked to the Dolphins out there – in free agency is from the Raiders Foster Moreau who played at yeah, LSU. I would love that pick. Yeah. I, I actually think that that's a really good direction to go into. And then your room probably is Smythe Moreau and Hunter long. And look, that's not going to make, you know, anyone bring back memories of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez or anything like that, but, but it's I solid. It's solid. And underrated. you know, Moreau is a great pass catcher, um, finds the end yep. zone pretty well. And I think Durham Smythe's a great complimentary player. Because, like, for me, the unsung heroes of the Miami Dolphins last year were either Durham Smythe or Alec Ingold. Uh, Both those guys did their job. You didn't get a lot of flash about them. Um, Durham Smythe, frankly, for two years has outplayed Mike Kosicki. I agree. You know, we can can talk about that verbatim. But, look, the bottom line is Mike Kosicki is not going to be a Dolphin. His tenure here is over, and it ended in severe disappointment. So – they're going to need a tight end. I, I'm with you. I tend to think that, you know, I, I I know it's a guy you like a lot. My starred circle player, unless Jameer Gibbs is there for round two, is Jack Campbell. That's my guy. That's yeah. who I want. I think he's a plug-and-play Pro Bowl linebacker. Um, I, I think that defense, whole, I, I, like, you know, 
I think he could be could could become brother year candidate in my do you know how much it hurt this year to watch the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Bowl? And the second level is not only Nick Bolton, Neil. Do you remember how badly I wanted Leo Chanel and he went one pick after Tyndall to the Chiefs? Yeah, they looked fast out there, man. So oh. I mean it's it, it it is, but like you know, so like you know, the tight end room, that's one of our biggest weaknesses, right? Um, there's no doubt about it. K Jack says, How about OJ Howard as a tight end too? He's pretty cheap. I'd have to see the contract, but I, I I'd be interested. I'd be intrigued. I'd be interested, but I would I, I, I think he'd be kind of more of a Durham Smythe than a number one. Um, all right, offensive line. Armstead, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Liam Eikenberg, Robert Jones, Lester Cotton, Eric Fisher, Keon Smith. Total cap hits 43.533 million. So we're talking like wide receiver room money almost. Yeah. Um, And that brings a total offensive cap hit to 115.34. Now, again, I believe, um, what's it called? Um, over the cap, I think they have us at like 117 offensively. Um, so not that huge of a discrepancy. No, they have us at 116, yeah, and, 116 and a half. So not that huge of a discrepancy, right? Only uh, about, you know, a million give or take between me and over the cap based off the numbers I was seeing on spot track. Um, you look at that offensive line unit, bro. Now, let's talk about a few players on here, okay? Um, let's talk specifically. Um, let's talk about Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg. Okay, <laughs> oh, brother, we can't roll in what? with with, yeah. with with these guys. Uh, both these guys again being given a shot here. And the problem that I've got, dude, is Austin Jackson, for example. You know what I mean? You look at his cap hit right now, and his cap hit isn't crazy. But, you know, I say to myself, right now, what are they going to find with a cap hit of $4.4 million? And the problem with, with, with him, too, is, you know, you don't save anything unless you trade him either. You know, you can save 2.4 million and eat 1.87 million, whether you trade him before or after um, June 1st, right? Liam Eikenberg, who they invested all this draft capital in to move up and go get, he's got a one and a half million, a $1.594 million cap hit. Now you can save $1.388 million um on a post june 1st trade or release um are we really gonna have to bloat this number up to 60 million to get this done like how do you see this working out neil because money's got to be moved around here bro right um I, well i think taron armstead is going to be restructured um yeah. i think connor williams should get a, a extension which would probably lower his cap hit this year but i i think the armstead williams hunt trio are i think Armstead's an elite player when healthy. I think Connor Williams and Robert Hunt are very good players. So I think those three guys are obviously the strength of the line. Um, I, I'm very intrigued about this Eric Fisher situation because I think if healthy, 
at right tackle, Eric Fisher is actually a tremendous upgrade to what this team saw last year with that yeah. caveat being, is Eric Fisher ever healthy? You know, like that's the one question. I think Austin Jackson and Eichenberg will both be back. Um, I think Austin has more value because he's first of all, he's younger. And if I was him, I would literally attach myself to Taron Armstead. I would trade with Duke Mannyweather and I would do everything I could do to get stronger and show that I'm a resource here because I think that Austin Jackson at worst could be a good swing tackle, or I, I think he's a better option than anyone we have on the roster at left guard. Eichenberg will be here because the coaching staff likes him more than us. I think Robert Jones will be here because he's a good depth piece. I'm very intrigued by Lester Cotton. Um, he played really, really well in a spot start that no one saw coming against Buffalo. But I do think there's just got they got to add one talented piece here. So I need clarity on the Eric Fisher situation. I, I got to make sure that he's on this roster. And that will make me feel a lot better about this offensive line. But I've seen enough evidence to say that Liam Eichenberg and Austin Jackson are guilty of being overdrafted players that will never develop into quality NFL starters. Um, and that's just sucks. so you know, just so you know, because I just did it while you were talking. Um, if you restructure Taron Armstead, you save 12.588 million. Yeah. Right. And if you extend Connor, you save 4.336 million. So, so seventeen million right there, and guess what? We're sixteen point three seven million over. So you basically put us over the cap just by those two moves. And disclaimer, because I know people always say, "Well, you can't just push the money downhill." If the salary cap supposed to go up twenty five to thirty million dollars next year, you and the Dolphins push it down the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before that even happens, the Dolphins are projected to be like seventy eight million under the cap. So the Dolphins are potentially looking at a hundred million dollars. If they do give two of the fifth-year option, they'll still have 80-some million dollars, and they can shave a lot of money off the books with cuts and stuff like that. So, like, the Dolphins could easily push some of that money downhill. It's strategic. It's not a penalty. So just by looking at us, like, we've, we've I've done my needs show and everything like there, but wide receiver depth, got to figure out the quarterback backup plan, need running to rebuild back. the running back room. Right. right need need to potentially add a tight end two or a tight a borderline tight end one, tight end two that can blend with Smythe. Or and we also need to shore up the offensive line. So Yeah. And you and know. you know what we're doing tonight? We're setting the stage, we're stating the problems. In a later show, we'll come and we'll provide our solutions for solutions them. Exactly. like because there's there's a, there's a lot that I think, but you know, just thinking out loud. The reason you don't go and pay a running back $15 million is because if you think about that, when you look at a tight end, um, you could probably get for that 15 could shore up the interior of our offensive line that 15 million. Well, you you could probably get Raheem Mostert, a starting offensive lineman, and a Foster Moreau, and probably have some change left over versus going out and getting one running back. And when you look at the needs assessment of the team, running backs of high caliber and high price tags. You know they're kind of a luxury. Yeah, they and, are. You like we, look at they got they got Christian McCaffrey because they thought they were ready to win right. in San Fran. And, and right? this running back class, this we've said this so many weeks already, but this so running deep. back class is so filthy. I mean, there's 20 running backs. You know, I saw someone say, "Ask about Zach Charbonnet." 
Sign me up for Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, we've been talking you know? about listen to any Fin 2D podcast for the last year and we've talked about Zach yeah, Charbonnet. I mean, we've, been talking, we've been talking about Charbonnet for two years. Like yeah, yeah, since last drought season, really, right? I mean, there are so many good running backs that like it would be sexy to get a Josh Jacobs, go run on NFL shop, buy the jersey, get the bobbleheads, get all excited. But the reality of it is you can find you might be able to find the next Dalvin Cook in round two if J- if Jumbo gives falls. You might be able to go find the next Maurice Jones Drew in round three. Like there are good or players. the next Austin Eckler Alvin or Alvin Kamara. Like you know what I mean? Like because I, I, I look at Devin A. Chain, I just see Austin Eckler. 14. Well, Mike McDaniel, right? If a guy like Jameer Gibbs falls, well, obviously I think they'll run to the podium. Yeah. But if not, they're not going to force it because no, Mike McDaniel's offense is very friendly for the right running backs to the system. But they wanted to take Rashad White last year. Right. They were ready to take and, I, and that was my that was my boy too, man. But there's some look, there's a lot of wood to chop on the offensive side of the ball when you think about it cuz they definitely need it. I think you want my opinion, if Devin A chains there, they'll run. Yeah. If, if I, he runs in a 4-2, low 4-2, mid 4-2, they will run because of what that'll be in this offense, bro. He's a beast. If you got 4-2 coming up, you know what they're going to say? That's the next Moster. We don't need Moster. Yeah, right? I mean, look, and, and I think they need to get younger. They need to get younger. And look, Mostert and Wilson are two other players that were hurt on and off the whole back half of the season. And you can't, uh, you know, you'll hear me say yeah, this yeah. all the time. You can't help the club from the tub. You you can't do it. And like, I'm looking at my, my I'm just kind of pulling up my board now because I want to see how high I had eight divination. I, I like, I, I have a feeling that I have three running backs in my top 30 pick like and, and i will be releasing this when it's all finalized but yeah i've got him is like the 30th best player in this entire draft right yeah now. he's amazing bro which and is, wait till wait till and wait till the combine everyone's if he runs a four two bro the combine is he's amazing. Amazing. He's, he's no he's way all right see like here's where i get excited man when you put this slide up right yeah i think our defense is almost because almost like, done almost done well, like you think about it, because Tua, Waddle, and Hill, and Taron Armstead, right, are four huge names. They're four of the, I say, premier players at their position in football, and we're top heavy. I think as a overall, bro, team, look at we got four sure. players at. I just want to say though, like we got four players at basically edge outside linebacker, and one of them is what was good. Was he a seventh round pick or a sixth yeah. round pick? Yep, from California, seventh round pick. And look at how much money they're averaging out almost $11 million per hit. Right. Anyway, sorry. Just when you, I didn't even realize that's how I put it together. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, I was just saying like that, like you look at the defense. I actually think that the defense isn't as far off as the offense, uh, you know, at, at, to the being as good as the offense is. Alf people. says Alf, Alf is advocating for oh, us to take the beast. running back out of Pittsburgh. What's up, Alf? No, for out sure, man. I yeah, love Israel's him. a beast. Yeah, he's and, a beast. and that's why I'm saying, like, look again. You know, we'll we'll beat this the, the all off season. I'm not going to be. Upset. And I can only say his name when I read it, Abanacanda. I can only say it when I read it. I can't say it like off memory. I butcher it when I try to say it off memory. But when I see it, I can I can read it. But so I just call him Israel. Right. Yeah. Well, but he's look, a stud, so, man. He's in my top ten too. You're looking at the secondary to start, and you know I. I'm excited for an Xavier Howard bounce back season. I, I think he'll be in a better defensive situation. I, I think sometimes he's a little bit exposed traveling. It wasn't something he was doing here. Um, you know, Byron Jones, you know, we're 
if we could trade him, we will to get the cap hit. If not, I think he's designated as a June one cut. I, I see no way he's back. Javon Holland, I'm so excited about, maybe more so than any player not named Jalen Phillips on this football team. Brandon Jones, like something tells me that his injury is going to linger, man. And I have a hard time believing he's going to be ready for week one. Um, his attitude's going to linger. I don't think, I think he's a bitter individual, bro. I think he knows his, he was out the door. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Brandon Jones. I'm talking about Brandon oh, Jones. Oh, Brandon Jones. Listen, and you know, I've been talking about it. Oh, sorry, man. That's the second time tonight I misheard you, bro. No, um, and, and you know where, where I'm at with that. I feel scheme was going to make him an issue anyways. Now, you could have made him that dime linebacker, that hybrid linebacker, I think a package, sub-package linebacker or box player, let's call right. it. Um, but I think his now his coverage skills were eventually going to catch up to him. Now, I said you could always supplement it where Verone McKinley is up top as the second guy and – Brandon Jones is in the box. You, I mean, there's stuff you can do to supplement it. We got bodies to spread it around, but I really think either through the draft or through free agency, that's going to be an investment. Now, do I think they're going to go get a Chauncey Gardner Johnson, even though he'd be amazing in this defense? No, I don't think they're going to invest. I would love a Jesse Bates, and I know they would love a Jesse Bates, but I don't know if they're going to invest that kind of money in those guys or a Poyer. That's why when I hear a name like Vaughn Bell, that yeah. makes sense. Um, isn't Juan Thornhill a free? Is Juan Thornhill a free agent? I, I don't know about Juan Thornhill, but I, 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 you said Von Bell before on the show, and I think that's a great name. And I think Adrian Amos is another really good name. That's I a think, good one, yeah. And, and a guy who's a little bit older, who's more versatile of a player that could come in, who played for Nick Vic Fangio, is Kareem Jackson. I, I could see a one-year low cap hit deal to get a veteran in the back half. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I, I think you look at this as in a whole. They could add a corner, but you know I, I think Kohu is going to be more of the nickel. We've heard they they're looking to bring Nick Needham back. Who you know you won't break the bank to bring back Nick Needham on a one year. If he pass. was drafted in twenty nineteen, Juan Thornhill was drafted in twenty nineteen. Nineteen twenty twenty one two. So yeah, he should be because he wouldn't have a fifth year option. And he's a beast. That guy's really started to grow into it, eh? But I, like he's I, I, he's really started to grow into himself. And but I'm talking about cheap options, not guys who are going to break the bank. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they're – because honestly, and you know I've been advocating it, Levante David, baby. Spe right. And if you're not going Levante David, go spend on a Tremaine Edwards. Go spend on the second level. We're looking at this right now. I mean, if you look at that, I know Byron Jones is out. But even still, we're just like, you know, we all believe, you know – Needham can come player. back. Needham can come back, right? Kohu and Needham can deal with the boundary and the nickel, and we can add a save. Yeah, they're going to add at least one player, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, that, that money's going to be allocated more up in the front seven now, I think. You know right. what I mean? I, like, I think they signed Nick Needham to a one year, three and a half million dollar deal and probably draft either a safety or corner in yeah. round three of the NFL draft. I agree. Like, I agree. That's what I think they do. Yeah. Yeah, and look at the amount of bodies we have. Now, again, you got to take Byron Jones off this eventually, but 43.19 million, Neil. And if you were to take uh, take Byron off, right? If you were to, let's say we, what, let's say we trade him. Six, right? Trade him, right? Well, let's say we trade him um, pre-draft. Uh, what? Oh, post, right? You got to trade him post. So we save, yeah, 13.6 million. 
just off trading him right there. So that number would drop to to what? Just below 40 million, right? About no, sorry, just below 30 million. So that'd be about 29 million when Byron Jones is out there. So you could afford to sprinkle around a little bit more cash. Now, inside linebacker, Jerome Baker, Channing Tindall taking up about 13.912 million. Now, I do think Baker is coming off probably his best year in this system. He was quietly good and taking for a guy who's never been a, hey, I like Baker, the person, the player. Eh. I uh, didn't like the contract when he signed. I'm still not a fan of it, but I, I think, think he's, he's gotten here. better every year. I think he stays. Um, I think he does too, because I think this system's going to, I think he's going to get even better under Fangio. And I think this system's a little bit more friendly. It's not the wide nine he needs to be in, but I think this is going to be a little bit more friendly towards him. And I think you've seen him getting better in three, four fronts and stuff like that. I I, I think he's going to continue to grow. So I'm fine with that, but we need some help. I mean, you know, Atlanta Roberts is no longer there. Duke Riley's no longer there, and that's not very much help to begin with. But Atlanta Roberts was a thumper, did his job against the run game. I, I guess, the, uh, you know, did his job um, against, uh, you know. Anyways, my whole point is we talk about Jack Campbell. Right. This is why I think, you know, I'm looking at this right now. We've looked at offense and defense. Unless we're talking about a punter. This to me looks like one of the most the, the most depleted position. This is screaming double dip, dip in free agency and dip in the draft. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, and you know what I want to do? I already told you my two guys, and I and I like Levante David too. So I would obviously be really excited. But uh, oh, you like T.J. Edwards, right? Yeah, I, I would like the combo of Jack Campbell and T.J. Edwards. Um, mm. I, I think that right there with Baker and Tyndall would be oh a my really, god, good, really really good linebacker core. Yeah. So I, you know, and I'm and I'm not saying I'm not joking when I say this. I think Jack Campbell is a defensive rookie of the year candidate in this defense. Um, I, I think he's ready to play now. Um, he he gets to the football. He's a guy Vic Fangio will love, and I, and I think T.J. Edwards. Like one of the things that really impressed me in the Super Bowl is you know there was a play where he was in the open field with Travis Kelsey, and mm-hmm. he held him down to a two yard and he just a sound fundamental tackle. I, I like Edwards and I, I think that he'll come a little bit cheaper than the Levante David. And, you know, Tremaine Edmonds obviously is only 24 years old and he's a upper echelon linebacker, but that guy is going to break the bank. I, I, I think he'll get North of, I, you know, a lot of people say around 15 million with Roquan Smith, just signing a $20 million a year contract. I think he falls right between 15 and 20. Um, so, I, I think you're looking at $17 million a year for Tremaine Edwards. And I just, I, I think that's a little too rich, but again, if they somehow made it work, he's a great football player, but I, I'm all about going with a Jack Campbell and getting a guy like TJ Edwards in here, a guy like David Long, Bobby O'Karake, go get a mm-hmm. guy. And I think that you'll see a lot of, a lot of change here, but I do want to agree with you on something that you said, where uh, kudos to Landon Roberts, because, Man, sometimes he would frustrate the hell out of me, but that dude played hurt. He re- he was playing with reckless abandonment, throwing his body. And you know what, man? He made some big-ass plays for this football team. So um, uh, if there was a, a way to bring him back as a backup player on a very, very cheap deal, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the Landon Roberts back for one more year either. Yeah, yeah. So edge, outside linebacker, we got Chubb, we got Phillips, we got Ogba, we got Good. 
Um, 43.955 million between the four of them. Uh, listen, I understand the intrigue because you can move Ogba into the interior as well. Do you really see them holding on to these four players and spending I, this much? I do, man. And I still think they're going to bring back Melvin Ingram on a good, like, one year, $4 million deal. And the reason mm-hmm. why, okay, I, I, I think Ogba, man, like, just checks a lot of boxes. And I know last year he, before the injury, he was not playing at a high level. But you know what, man? It took Jalen Phillips some time to get that engine going, too. And I, I just think they were really poorly coached and poorly schemed last year. Where if you would have asked me heading into the season and at you gave asked me to power rank our players, you know, I probably would have said that Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, but like I probably would have put Emmanuel Ogba even above Christian Watt, uh, Christian um, Wilkins yeah. and, and heading into the season. And boy, would I have been wrong. Um, but I still think Ogba was a really good football player and losing an Andrew Van Ginkle. I, I think you almost need Emmanuel Agba at this point. Now, if you bring back Melvin Ingram and you get him for $4 million a year and you can find a trade partner and save almost $12 million with Agba, you know, then it gets intriguing. But he's also a guy that if they restructure, they can save almost $9.5 million. So if they, you know, if they think that Agba is going to be here for the next two years, you know, they can explore that route too. So it's expensive. Um, one thing I will definitely be – I think Jalen Phillips is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate, and I think Bradley Chubb is going to earn that contract um, playing under Vic Fangio. I think that's why I'll emphasize and I'll keep saying this. The Vic Fangio move to me was a Tyreek Hill impact level move for this football team on the other side of the ball. Yeah. All right, defensive line, Wilkins, Sealer, Siler, however you want to say it, Raquan Davis, um, Jalen – Twyman, who was a late, late, late addition. And then the other one was, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Brunson. Josiah Bronson. Yeah. Um, practice, isn't he practice squad technically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our total 17.37 million on the defensive line. That's probably going to, you know, and it might even be lower when Wilkins gets his extension. And, and I think that's coming. I think that video. Do you, what do you think? Do you think a Siler extension's coming? I, dude, I, Zach Siler is the most underrated player in the whole NFL. I, I agree. I, I, I truly believe that. And I think it will. But I, I think that for the Miami Dolphins Twitter video today, they had a Wilkins is foreshadowing. I, I think a deal's coming soon. I just have it. I, no, nobody's told me that. I just thought that that was very interesting, and they've done it for Tyreek, and they did it for Waddle. Yeah, the morphing time. Yeah, but when I saw I, that. I do yeah. think that there's going to be a Christian Watson deal, and look, dude, that guy earned every penny, man. I, I agree. He's gotten so, better every year. He was the best player on the defense. The fact he's, he's not an all-pro or a pro bowler is an absolute I mean, joke. and Quentin Williams played amazing, and Chris Jones was amazing. It was hard, but I, I will say this. What we saw to Christian Wilkins – Unbelievable. Was beyond my ex- expectations, and I had him Agreed. as the 12th best player in the draft coming out the year he did. I mean, he's a better football player than Ed Oliver, um, who I who I wanted over Christian Wilkins at that time. But Christian Wilkins is a leader. I mean, dude, he brings so much energy to this team. I I, I can't say enough good things. I, I, I Christian Wilkins to me is I'm just a fan. he I'm is a, a franchise player and. Agreed. I, I'm shocked that I'm saying that, but I do think. All right, it, that, you got listen. Everyone thinks we're gonna say. Listen, Neil. Everyone thinks me and you are going to say, 
oh, Tua should have been a Pro Bowl or Tua should have been an All Pro. He got screwed, but Wilkins got screwed. Wilkins is the one that got screwed, and so was Waddle before Tua. Let's be real. I agree. Wilkins and Wilkins got screwed the hardest. Wilkins deserved All Pro and Pro Bowl way more than Tua. And like, possibly Connor Williams. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. he, I mean, he could have, he played, he, I mean, not as bad as those guys. I mean, look, Christian Wilkins got robbed. <laughs> he did. Robbed. He did. Um, he did. But you know what's yeah. funny is a guy like him, man, that little shit motivates him. And I, yeah. I, I think that that's going to be a really good thing for this defense. Like, I, I think that's going to be in his crawl all year. All well, season. he's going to get paid too, though. So, yeah, good, man. You know, he don't care about no PFF rankings and all that. But let's finish this off because we yep. got special teams, uh, and then that's it. And it ain't much to really talk about because we're not going to get into gunners and returners. We're just going to get into the three basic positions. And Jason Sanders, total cap hit, $3.775 million. No signed punter. And... There you go, Blake Ferguson, one point zero five seven million. So we got four point eight three million dollars spent on special teams, and up until those last couple of games, Jason Sanders was an absolute disaster, and arguably our best special teams player from last year. Neil, he's not even on this because he's now retired, even though he said publicly on Twitter he's interested in coming back if they'll have him. Justin Bethel. Um, who, who are you no, Morstead, Morstead. Oh, Tom Morstead. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, 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 I have a feeling that he's going. Like, I don't know why. I, I just assume this, but I. Feel are we like, going to dip our toes in the Matariza sweepstakes now that he's been a free? Now he's a free I man. Don't think or, so. I, I'm, joking. I'm joking. Let's start with Jason Sanders. I think Jason Sanders yeah. is back. They stuck through him with the through the downside, and he ended the season on on a better note. Um, and you don't get much out of cutting him. You don't save much out of cutting him. Now, I think they need to bring competition in for him. But I, I have a feeling Jason Sanders is going to be the kicker day one. Um, Blake Ferguson's interesting, right? Because he's a good long snapper, but it's not like he has a light cat hip cap hit. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually I like Blake Ferguson. I think he does a good job, but I don't really pay attention to the long snapper that much, if I'm being honest. So, like, it is what it is. The punter's interesting because I, I think Thomas Morstead was brilliant last year. And he was. He was. If if he wants to run it back with us, like I'd make that happen tomorrow. Um, so, <laughs> but the special teams unit as a whole needs some help. That you know, I, I I think that we all think that. I agree. Speaking of everything we just did, it kind of just fits in with what I'm going to show you. Two articles. One was PFF, and this came out a couple of days ago. They had cut candidates for all 32 teams, and who did they had for us? Byron Jones. They said Jones didn't play a snap in 2022 after undergoing ankle surgery in March. That at the time wasn't expected to keep him out for many weeks, if any. With new Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio bringing a fresh look of that side of the ball with heavy zone coverage principle, Jones isn't exactly a great fit schematically either. Wide receiver Cedric Wilson was a free agent in addition last offseason. He barely saw the field in his first season with the team, but $5 million of his $7 million 2023 salary is already guaranteed, which will probably keep him on the team. So they came out with that a couple days ago. Then just today, bro, it's the writings on the wall. All right. CBS came out with the same thing, cut candidates. And who was ours? Byron mm-hmm. Jones, his salary cap number, 18.351 million. All goes through all of his compensation and dead money. 
Um, says we could save $13.6 million with the post June 1st. He said Jones was sidelined for the entire 2020 season after that ankle Achilles surgery last March. The Dolphins have not gotten their money's worth out of the five-year $82.5 million contract dollar contract he signed in 2022 free agency that briefly made him the nfl's highest paid quarterback man xavier howard's looking justified for not liking that contract because at least up until this year he was giving us great play and shout out to the homie leonard solomon with the 20 dollar paypal donation said let's get richmond web movement to the hall of fame started fins up appreciate Absolutely. you I um and agree but- more We'll get to the Hall of Fame stuff in just a second, uh, Leonard. So I appreciate that. But sticking with this for a sec, you know, the writing's basically on the wall for everyone, Neil. You know, is that contract a bust? And I'm going to add this. You know what? And I've brought this up many times before, Neil, and I know you know that. You know what really taps my ass the wrong way about this contract and him in general, Neil? Do you remember the subtle shots he was taking at X for not showing up because X wasn't getting paid? And he was saying, oh, well, you know, you know, I wouldn't be remember. I remember he said something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, but you know, I really wouldn't be worried about the money I was getting. You know, I'm a leader. I'm asked here to come lead, so I'd be. And it's like, yeah, bro, easy to say when you're like top three paid cornerback in the NFL, and now it feels like his boy Flores got sent out of the building, Neil, and because his boy ain't there and he's not wanted in the locker room because his teacher ain't there, the teacher's pet's teacher's not around. It, it feels I, like, you know, that's what I'm it all on. feels like. You know, you made him the highest paid corner in football history, and he never even paid close to that contract. I look, I can't wait till we stop having to talk about this guy. I, I the, the cut's coming. Um, he will be labeled as a post June cut. We're not, I, I doubt we get anything in a trade for him. And that speaks volumes to what, what, I mean, look, he's, he's an aging coming off a major injury. You know, he played solid for us in his first year here, one spectacular. You know, I, I'll always say this. He was the Art Anderson. He wasn't the Ric Flair here. And at the end of the day, we paid him. He's made $70 million career earnings, and he didn't play this year. Mm-hmm. He's not dependable. Um, we could have really used him this year. Uh, you know, conspiracy theories or not, I don't really care. It's time Listen, to move on. Neil. Him. Not just a healthy Tua. If we would have had a healthy defense and a healthy Tua, we right. could have beat either one of those teams on Sunday. I, I, I write, but you know, you either prove that you're part of the the solution, and if you don't prove that you're part of the problem, and to me, Brian Jones is part of the problem. So, I, I like look, give me Nick Needham for literally what a ninth of the cost on a one year deal, <laughs> yeah. and let, let's move forward. I, I like, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I'm done with them. Get them out of here. But you know, those articles are right because. I, it, it's just common sense at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. NFL.com. Neil, they came out with their, they ranked all 68 starting quarterbacks from this year. Neil, number one, obviously Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's sure. a shocker to any sure. of us. Right. Of number two, Jalen hurts. He just made the, the super bowl. <laughs> so right. That they're just rolling off. I disagree Joe too. Bro. I disagree. It's Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow, number three, yeah. and I think he's number two. Me too. Josh Allen, number four, and I think he's number three. Agreed with you. Justin Herbert is number five. Place him as you want. Trevor Lawrence is number six. I put Lawrence above Herbert and Hurts. I would agree with that after what I saw this year. Tua Tungvaloa is number seven. 
Neil. Now, all these people that want Lamar Jackson, have we seen Lamar Jackson yet, Neil? We've gone through seven quarterbacks. Have you happened to see him yet? But honestly, this is exactly where Tua Tungvaloa belongs. I agree. Like, I this agree. is exactly where he belongs. And if and if he does what he did over those first 12 games, over a 17-span season next year, doesn't get hurt, he enters the top five. When you're on your your, your white knight mission to make Tua Tungvaloa this bad quarterback and your people are throwing out there Derek Carr. And look, I'm a Derek Carr fan. I said earlier that I think he's a top 12 quarterback in football. Derek Carr is not better than Tua Tungvaloa. Love you, fake Spike. We have not seen this level of quarterback play since Dan Marino here. People point to Chad Pennington's 2008 season. It was not as good as two as no, season. dude. He didn't even throw nine. He didn't even throw 20 touchdowns. He threw 19 touchdowns. You know what? But the thing is, Tua was just as efficient. It wasn't even like you know what the strength that Chad Pennington had here. Tua did the same thing. So I, I, I think this I lost is where- my mind, and I'm not going to lose my mind, Neil, because you used the word of the week. I said this yesterday. It was the word of the day yesterday, but now you just use the word of the week, Neil. And you know how I feel. What do I tell you is my recipe for winning at the quarterback position? See, efficient quarterback position, right? Elite efficiency, elite accuracy, elite elite um, IQ. Neil, Mahomes just won a quarterback without won a Super Bowl without even throwing for two hundred yards. Neil, and that's one of the best natural passes we've since seen since Rodgers and Marino. Neil, and and what's the key word you just used? Neil, we just saw one of the arguably. The GOAT in the first five years. He's got the GOAT first five-year resume of any player ever. And what did he just win? He just purely efficiency. He's one running around and bombing it, but he's getting older. He's five years deep, Neil. And why people in the NFL should be worried, Patrick Mahomes has learned how to win off efficiency. That should worry teams. I mean, look, dude, I ask two questions when I get a quarterback, right? Can I win Shout a Super out to Bowl? Topher. Can I win a Super Bowl with him? Yeah. And I believe that you can with Tua Tonga Valoa. Agreed. 110%. And the second question I ask is Does he make the team and the people around him better? Well, Tyreek well, Hill just had his best season ever. Jalen Waddle. Neil, do you remember the efficiency charts in the first 12 weeks? How off the chart he was? Mahomes was number two, remember? But right. Tua was almost going off the freaking charts, literally, bro. You can't if you're if you're going against Tua and you're reading anything you can on Pro Football Focus and all this and all these charts that get out there. There's nothing for you to have that has any authenticity or that's valid that shows that he's not a top ten quarterback in football. There's nothing that exists that says that Tua Tungavaloa was not a top ten quarterback in football. You know what I mean? Like I, I you could talk. I see people talk about some chat fumbles. Chat. Look, Jalen Hurts lost his team to the Super Bowl because he fumbled without getting touched. As good as he played, four touchdowns. He still made the play that lost his team the football game. I like at the end of the day, like people, I, I'll tell you this. If there was a tree and you could pick off Pat Mahomes and just throw him in your team, like that would be amazing. Pat Mahomes is a once in a lifetime type player. Yeah. He is the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James, whoever your fancy is. He's the upgraded version. They come around every 20 years. Right. Marino, 20 years later, Rodgers. 20 years later, you're at Mahomes, basically, almost. They come around every, like, 20 years. Well, we agreed. Like, I would say Tua's not far off Trevor Lawrence, or I think Tua's actually even been better than Trevor Lawrence. Like, so we're talking about a guy that's going to be fluctuating from yeah, the he has best quarterback yeah. to the 10th on the worst platform. Well, did you see what his previous ranking was? 28. They, they, yeah, tw- yeah, it was uh, in in 2021, his final ranking by NFL.com was 22. And in right. 2020, his final ranking was 28. He went from 28 to 22 to freaking seven. 
right? That's in year huge. one, in year one of Mike McDaniel's offense. Yeah, wait for year two, bro. With a mediocre running game, a turnstile at right tackle. Mediocre. And, and Dude, Liam, is that the new word for non-existent? And Liam Eichenberg, who, who could make me look like Larry Allen at left guard. So, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's I, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable oh, because you don't hear and I and the the counterpoint to that is you hear Waddle Hill, but we don't penalize Joe Burrow for Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon. We Marino for Duke for the Marx brothers. What are we, we saying? We, we don't penalize like arguments have to have a consistent My, base. Freaking Young had, had Terrell Owens and Jerry Rice, bro. So, like for me this year is one it of was those the top three ever. Realize this, that two of the top this, and Dante Culpepper had freaking Randy Moss and, and, and Chris Carter and Jake Reed. <laughs> But like, that's what this year was the most impressive year for, for me with Patrick Mahomes because although he has Travis Kelsey, he had a bunch of number threes at wide receiver. And he still Juju's went out there. A, Yeah, Juju's a number two. Juju's yeah, number two. two. Yeah. Two was it Juju, a number two was his number one basically in the Super Bowl. Right. And then, you know, yeah, Spall yeah. didn't even catch a ball. But well, what but again, Neil, that's the benefit of coming into the league with the Tyreek, and you learn the position at the pro level with a bonafide number one. When the number, I've been telling people this, Neil, when the number one leaves, okay, listen, perfect example. I always go back to Brady, Neil, perfect example. Because I know you're not an idiot. You remember football. You have a very good mind and you remember football like I do. You remember like I do. Neil, simple yes or no. Was Brady racking up the yardage and the passing touchdowns before Randy Moss came around. No, and, and, and honestly, that season, yeah. he had the best statistics he ever had. He didn't win. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Okay, right? If you actually look at it, Neil, he had never thrown 30 touchdowns in a season before Randy Moss existed. And then he jumped to like 50-something, right? And then what happened? He right. became a consistent 30 to 40 guy. And, and Neil, remind everyone, what position did you play in, in high school? Receiver and strong safety, which is an inverted linebacker in my defense. Okay, so a receiver. So you understand the brotherhood and everything like that and how it works with a quarterback, right? When you find your guy and that guy goes away, you learn – like when you're the young guy – you as a passer, you learn things from that receiver where he likes the ball, right? When it comes to placement, where to put it on certain throws, how to anticipate breaks. You learn this stuff with this guy, these elite things with these guys. This this and what do you do, Neil? When the new guys come through, you pass it off to them. And that's exactly that's like what are we hoping Tyreek's gonna do with Waddle, right? Right. He's going to pass off the secrets. What? It's the same thing of what – that's what we saw. That's why the West – was he – another question, just a simple yes or no. Were guys like – like, remember, were guys like Wes Welker and um, – what's his face? Wes Welker and Julian Edelman being developed before Randy Moss came? No. No, no. They, and, they and weren't, they right? They didn't have the success – Anywhere else, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, didn't they have uh, what they? What was his? Remember the? They had who were the? Uh, he had rook, uh, veteran receivers early on. Uh, Branch, right? He had uh, John Branch, what? Troy Brown. He had Troy yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had like Gibbons, David Gibbons. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until after Moss he started developing guys too, bro. People, but people will say that's a coincidence, but it's not, man. When you work with like Tua, 
even if Waddle leaves, the things that that Tyreek's going to teach him from that position and what he wants from that position as a passer, it's going to be like it's going to be monumental, bro. Like people just don't realize the ripple effects those kind of players have, man. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, and it's funny that you mentioned that season with Randy Moss with the Patriots because I actually think there's a lot of parallels to this Dolphins team, and I'll explain why. I think last year, just like the Patriots did that year, it was the big home run bombs. Right? Look at that. Like, he went from 28 to 50 with Moss, bro. I wasn't right. lying. It was, the, it was the big home run bombs. Like Moss yeah, man. And look, I like I think Jerry Rice is the GOAT, but I don't think Randy Moss is far that off. Far. So, uh, Ter- and, Terrell Owens is in the discussion, too. Yeah, but I, I just think that like once this offense becomes even more efficient, they stop relying on the bombs as much. They they win in the intermediate game. They run the football more consistently. This Dolphin team gets more dangerous. So like they'll always have big play potential more so than any team in football because they have the two biggest dogs when it comes to big play potential in football. That is Tyreek Hill. That is Jalen Waddle. You can't argue it. I saw someone in in this comments earlier say Devonte Smith's better than Jalen Waddle. I like Devontae Smith. I don't even think it's close. I think Waddle is better. I, I, I don't even think it's close. I said EM Dolphin fan. I said, yo, Devontae Smith had a really good game. You know, First of all, Devo- EM Dolphin fan, he laughed. He said, yeah, he had a good game, but I'm still taking Waddle every day. <laughs> like, it's not even close. Waddle's better than Jamar Chase, bro. I'm telling you. I would tell you this right now, man. If I could keep one, and I think he's better player right now, I'd keep Waddle over Tyreek. Waddles, I've come to the conclusion that yeah, I love Tua, but Waddle's probably my favorite player on the team. Like, but I gotta like Tua, Tua Waddle, Holland, and Phillips are like my favorite players. Yeah, man, I, like, I, I just got that, I got the new Foco uh, Waddle bobblehead in the mail oh, last boy. week. It's beautiful. Does he man. do the penguin? The penguin Waddle? Yeah, he does it, and it's on an ice base. It's really cool over there, man. But um, no, that yeah, Waddle's the man, dude. Um, but like, yeah, I think there's a lot of. I think this team, the Dolphins team, we saw this year. We got in the playoffs. I think this offense is actually going to be better. better and, bro. It could be historic, Ty- dog. Maybe Tyreek doesn't put up seventeen hundred yards because he doesn't have to. Like, yeah, like, but bro, dude, how Fangio is going to unlock the, the the this offense, man? Like, people need to realize that this thing's going to get real, like real, real quick. If Tua stays healthy, I mean, look at it. He, sh- uh, you saw my thread today, right? How yeah. you know, and I've said this on Finside the NFL. You know, why does he shred man? Why does he shred three, four defenses? Why does he shred Belichick? He's been going up that defense. Now he's going up against a defense that's that 11 teams in the NFL run, a third of the league, and Fangio's the godfather of, and this is the defense he's actually struggled the most against because it highlights a lot of the weaknesses of his you see on film. But now he's going to unlock that. Tua, never mind. We all thought he was going to take a step this year. Tua might take a, a fucking significant leap now, bro. I, I, I didn't think he'd be the seventh best quarterback in football. I didn't think he'd be an MVP candidate. Yeah, but we might we might be talking. He's number two or three by the end of the season now. I I, I that's the, I think you know I think you and I vividly I remember saying that if twelve top 11, 12 play we'd be yeah. ecstatic. he surpassed that for me by Look, five. That's great. That's amazing. The 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 the, the injuries or the or the the availability because I hate to say the injuries the availability. That is the only concern I have with Tua Tungabaloa. If he's on that field, I feel like eight out of ten times we're going to freaking win. Yeah, and and that's that's a good thing. Like, you know, aren't we twenty four and thirteen with him as a starter or something he, like that? He's one of the best. And like, look, 
all these comparisons. Like I've seen people Herbert like, Cannon like struggling to get to 500, and this guy like eleven guys. game. I'm just saying, you got one guy in the class with all these weapons struggling to stay at five or get to 500. You got this guy eleven games over 500. It's ridiculous. But here's the quarterbacks that are on the move, and you you can ask every one of these: Jimmy Garoppolo, no way in hell you take him over Tua. Ryan Tannehill, it's laughable, man. Like Derek Carr, great football player laughable not even in the conversation with Tua like yeah. get out like all the talent they've had the musical chairs and coaches they've had to try to get Derek Carr where he needs to be come on get out of here like who else is going to be available Lamar Jackson I think Lamar Jackson's a brilliant football player I think he's a borderline top 10 quarterback but probably like a top five I'm not paying him player. the kind of money he wants I'm not he's paying not him 100 percent guaranteed contract and honestly yeah. I, I want Tua tongue of blow over Lamar Jackson so there's not like and uh, uh, this it's, quarterback look, thing's already annoying me, and the offseason just started. Is is Aaron like, Rodgers, they've already told us what the deal is, man. Well, is, like, Aaron Rodgers, is Aaron Rodgers a better player than Tua? Yes. Was he last year? No. But he ain't coming like, here. So. Yeah, it, it's like, it's just, it's old. Like, I don't understand why it's got to be the, the debate of the offseason. It's over. The Dolphins have moved forward. The Dolphins, if they wanted Lamar Jackson right now, trust me, he wants them. They could get him. Like, they would make it happen, right? If they wanted Derek Carr right now, Derek Carr would probably do backflips to come here and have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Like at the end of the day, the debate's over. It's going to be to a tongue of low week one in September, probably against the Patriots on the road or at home, however they do it. And that's what I want. And I'm happy that it's over. Let's get into the Zach Thomas thing. All right. Yeah. We're going to end on the bang, man. Our boy got got in the Hall of Fame. This is is a long time. I'll try to be quick on a story. So that this is Zach Thomas, guys. By the Dolphins, you know, Parcells told me that, you know, you're 35 and linebackers decline after 35. So I'm like, man, I want to – because it's just the competitive nature. I want to shove it in his face, right? So I said, where am I going to go in the division? And so I said, I ain't going to the Jets. Hell no. I ain't doing that. So I go – I said, okay, let's go visit Bill Belichick. So I go out to Bill Belichick and – the genius himself, I want to learn from him, whatever. And they have that stacked defense. So I'm sitting across from Bill in a chair. He said, Zach, we're going to offer you. And um, I said, and he says, but I can't give you number 54. I'm like, man, Teddy Bruce is a legend, man. I, ain't, I don't want 54. I said, I want 53. That's Larry Izzo's number, That my best friend at the time, you know, and he, he got a good little smirk out of him, you know. And, and uh, but he offered me, and I said, let me think about it. And I slept on it and woke up the next morning and said, hell no, man. I can't let down the fans, you know, because they got my back, you know. So that was one of those things. I don't want to get choked up right now. I'm a crier. But, but that's one of those things that that come back, you know what I'm saying? And they always been good to me. So I thought, I thought it was the right move. So I went to Dallas playing out of position. And, you know, uh, it was it, it worked out. It worked out. I mean, look at that, man. Like, and, and, the, and you're saying you're talking about how it worked out and everything like that. How much he's so grateful how much people supported and wanted to get him into the Hall of Fame, eh? Like, you rarely see players actually show gratefulness towards the fans when they get in the Hall of Fame and the campaigning that this fan base did for him, Neil. Like, you can actually sense the gratitude. Like, dude, when I first saw Jerry, when Jimmy got choked up and and when you saw him crying, like, bro, I, I shed tears. When I saw him actually get the announcement, like, get told 
man, I got tears because rarely, you know, it just feels like with a lot of people, okay, you expect it. They just feel like it's okay, whatever. He deserved it. He earned it. And it's one of the few times it really felt, it felt deserved and earned. You know what I mean? So Dan Marino made me a Dolphins fan. Zach Thomas made me a Dolphins fanatic, man. That, that is, Marino is my one. Zach Thomas is my two. And it's not, not by far. I mean, look, I, you know, for me, I, I'm a local guy here in Baltimore. I'm a big Orioles fan. I'm a Maryland Terps who just had a huge upset over the number three Purdue Boilermakers. Um, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. In 2018, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. And the reason those is a big hockey fan. You know, the Caps were a team that was like a one seed for like a decade and choked every year. And it finally happened in 2018. And Ovechkin got the lift of the cup with Backstrom and, and Ovechkin just lost his father. So, Rest in peace, yeah, Mr. That's terrible. That's terrible. But um, Zach Thomas's Hall of Fame announcement felt similar to that Stanley Cup win for me. That's how special Zach Thomas was to me. Um, I, I think he's the second greatest Dolphin of all time. I think he's one of the best stories in life. Listens, if you're a parent, that you can tell your son, a fifth round undersized guy that just strapped up every day and brought it every single day. I will be there um, for his induction. Um, I, I got to see Dan. I got to see JT. Um, and I get to kind of go out and see Zach, the three guys that defined my childhood. I think Zach Thomas is a warrior. I, I cried. And, man, I have no shame in a minute because, man, those was tears of happiness because that dude, I know how much he put in the tank, man, every day. The team, like, you got to think about the Dolphins when Zach was there, man. They were, like, Super Bowl favorites multiple times. They always choked. They could never really even get that run. But, Max, you know, he stayed loyal to this team, this city. I mean, everything he ever did, he handled with class. He's a first-class dude, you know, and, you know, now he's a Hall of Famer. And that's really important to me as a Dolphins fan, to many as a Dolphins fan. Um, the loyalty he just talked about in that video, right, like, Dan Marino did the same thing here. I don't know if you know how I'm 40, so I'm older than probably a lot, but the Vikings were pushing for Dan hard. And Dan just said, I can see myself in another Jersey. That's special, man. And I know Zach did play for the Cowboys, but you know, like for me, my three favorite athletes of all time are Marino Ovechkin and Cal Ripken Jr. All three guys that wore one Jersey, man. Loyalty to me is the most important thing in the world. You know, that's the thing. Like I'm a loyal dude. You break that. It's over. I don't care what it is, right? That's and, basically me because mine's Marino, Sid, and and Mario. Right. And then, you know, in my fourth, in my Mount Rushmore, Zach Thomas, and, you know, I know he had that awful season in Dallas, but, like, I remember, man, when we would have those Sunday night games against Tennessee and he got that pick six, he rolled, when we had that game when Amari kicked that, like, 60-yarder and we beat the Broncos. And I just remember how good Zach Thomas was. And I live here in Baltimore. I hear about Ray Lewis and – you know, one of the things is, you know, like I, it's not about who's better. To me, Zach was right there. And he always was an underappreciated game changing linebacker. But man, he's going to look damn good in that gold jacket. Yeah, yeah, That's, you know, I, I could talk about Zach Thomas till tomorrow, man. And, you know, we're already an hour and 40 minutes here. So people are probably like, damn, you guys, yeah. I need to get my kids to bed, but I'm not turning yeah. off. So, but no, I, <laughs> I think it was a huge milestone as the for the Miami Dolphins. Um, God, Miami Dolphins, their their Twitter account's fun, man. They do a great job about uh, time. 
Yeah, it, it, it was a long time coming. But yeah, man, that video with Jimmy yeah. Johnson and Jimmy Johnson's wavering voice, man, it's amazing. I, I've watched that five hundred times probably in the last week. Um, but good lord, man, it's going to be fun. And it, I think by the next time we get together, we're going to start hearing on some of these franchise tags, and we're going to start. Mm-hmm. The football season's here. You've already seen restructures the Saints are making. You're going to start seeing cuts. Like yeah. the off season's coming fast and furious. And you know we're we're not far from draft season. I mean, it is draft season. I mean, man, this is to me. I, I miss the boys on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays, right? But man, as a football fan, this is the most fun time of the year for me. All right, guys. Um, we'll be back next week. Here's the deal. Um, unless something breaks tomorrow, I am going to be back Saturday. I'll be live in the day. It's my birthday on Saturday, so we'll run a Happy live birthday, stream. I appreciate you, man. We'll run a live stream for all of y'all to come out and come on during my birthday, and we'll we'll have a little bit of a live stream on Saturday for y'all to come up. And we can talk football. We can talk life, whatever the case may be. So we'll run a live stream in the day for a little bit on. Um, Saturday, a couple shows next week. We're going to have the finish line. We're going to have Finn too deep, but also we're going to take a look at five players. The Dolphins should keep, cut, and walk. Um, And then we're also going to get into and do uh, next Friday, we'll do my top 10 free agent targets and honorable mentions. So we'll do about 20 players. I'll give you my top 20 players, and on the top 10, we'll look at some all 22 of them and stuff like that too. So uh, a lot of stuff coming, and then the following week, I'll be dropping my first big board, which will be the running backs. And again, like that, that'll be um, top 10, and then honorable mentions as well. And we'll have all, all 22 on the top five in my running back board. So, a lot of stuff coming your way as we get into the draft. Um, man, and by the way, Patreons, I will be dropping a new episode of Three Take. Um, thursdays tonight so be out on the lookout for that if you want to join the patreon for when that goes live it usually goes more live tonight um and patreon.com forward slash finside the nfl go join hey two dollars a month or you can sign up for the whole year for just over twenty dollars go check it out patreon.com forward slash finside the nfl and yeah three takes thursday episode five will be dropping tonight and so be on the lookout for that. Until next time, everyone. Saturday on my birthday. Fins up, baby. We'll see y'all then.